I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, New York Times bestselling author and TV journalist. And this is Unchained TV's Voice America podcast. For the next hour, you will hear the solution to most of the problems that plague our world. And it's a solution mainstream media ignores, even though it only requires us to make one simple change. Want to know what it is and transform your life? Let's get started. Hello, welcome to Voice America Radio Unchained TV simulcast. We have an incredible guest today, Nicole Dershway. She is the winner of Peeled, an incredible cooking competition that streams on Unchained TV. And she has many other projects as well. Nicole, you are doing so much, it's hard to keep up. But tell us about your plan to create a vegan lox company. Yeah, so I uh, launched my brand uh, at the end of last year called Love Locks, and you can check us out online at eatlovelocks.com. It's a completely plant-based solution to traditional salmon locks, and uh, this solution, it protects over 49 endangered species and saves about 90 gallons of water per pound to produce. So um, it also has none of the toxicity that you can find in traditional locks, uh, mercury-free, and it has the same amount of omegas if you were to eat salmon. So uh, I'm really excited about it. It's gluten-free. It's vegan. It's kosher. It's plant-based. It's all the things, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that launch this year. Yeah, it looks delicious. We are looking at it right now. Love locks. I absolutely love this concept. How did you come up with this? It's such a fun story. Um, you know, I've, I've been sitting on this uh, brainchild for almost a decade. Uh, I was working on set with a pregnant mother who was Jewish, and the whole crew would come in every Friday and do lox and bagel day. And she grew up eating that, but because she's pregnant, lox is not safe for pregnant mothers. So she'd always have to sit out, and she was so sad. And I was like, I cannot have this. And I just went into my kitchen lab and started developing this and was so proud to come back a month later and surprise her with this uh, plant-based mommy-safe solution so she could participate in a childhood tradition that she had always loved, which was locks and bagels. And what is it made of? So that's the cool thing, too. This isn't some sort of weird mock meat, Frankenstein kind of thing. Uh, it's just made from carrots. And it's a really simple process um, where we, you know, kind of transform the texture and the flavor. But it's just carrots, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a transformation of the vegetable, which is kind of how I work anyway as a chef, is just taking these vegetables through transformations. Wow. This is so exciting. And you're always doing incredible things. We have to give you some props for winning Peeled. I'm going to play a clip of Peeled. And this is the very exciting vegan cooking competition show that is streaming right now on Unchained TV. You can check it out. Absolutely free to watch. Let's take a look at a clip and then talk about how you came out on top. Peeled, the world's first and only 100% vegan cooking competition show. Four of the world's top vegan chefs endure three rounds of brutal challenges as their culinary limits are tested. Three, two, one. Our panel of celebrity vegan judges don't hold back. The bar is going to be extremely high for me. Who will snatch the coveted title of hottest vegan chef? Find out 
unpeeled. Wow, that was just an amazing show. What was your technique? What was it about you that made you stand out and become the winner of that cooking competition? Yeah, I mean, this was such an amazing process because I really learned and got in touch with my kind of warrior heart. Uh, I was so in the zone, Jane. I didn't worry about what anybody else was doing. I didn't socialize on the breaks. I isolated myself. I put my ear pods on. I meditated. I was just focused. And I, I think that's why I won. I stayed in my lane and I focused. And when there was downtime in between competitions, I resourced myself. And that's how I won. <laughs> but let me ask you a question because everybody involved in that show was so amazing. Incredible. Uh, like the competition everybody. was so good. Yeah. And, and everybody is in it for the same reason, not to really win, but to promote a compassionate plant-based lifestyle. So was that difficult? Um, in other words, we as a vegan community are not really about, oh, I win, you get a, you get eliminated. How did you negotiate that um, and turn it into a win-win for everybody, which I know it was? It totally was. You know, I had a mentality before I went. I was like, well, I'm not going to win. I'm just going to shine my light. And I, I held that mentality throughout. And there was such incredible sportsmanship behind the scenes and on camera throughout. Like we all knew we were in it for the planet, in it for the animals, in it for the health of humanity. And there was just so much camaraderie uh, in, the, in the green room, in the makeup chair. And everybody was just so loving and supportive. And, you know, everybody did, you know, feel like a winner on set. I mean, we were already winning. We were creating this incredible vegan show with an entirely vegan cast. I mean, we were winning upon arrival and it really felt great the whole time. So what, how did you go from winning this cooking competition to starting the vegan locks company? So, you know, it was in process before the, the cooking competition show. Like I had already had the recipe developed. I was working on the label and the website and, you know, there's a lag time in, in, in Hollywood from the time that we shoot things till the time that, you know, we get to share it with the world. And during that lag time, I really got my ducks in a row uh, working on getting the website built and my marketing materials and my packaging. So, uh, you know, and it was just the platform of the show was such an amazing opportunity because it was just such a fire under my butt to get something accomplished that I had been really sitting on for several years. And it just really inspired me to get it out there because I was going to have this platform to share it. So yeah, I'm really grateful. Um, what I'd like to talk about a little bit is all the other incredible work that this woman does. Um, there's something called the Martha Project that uh, Nicole is involved with that is so extraordinary that it really blew my mind. On top of doing all of this, Nicole gathers a whole group of people together to make food to give to those in need out on the streets who are houseless. And we say houseless now instead of homeless because a lot of these folks, <laughs> home is where the heart is, but they just don't have a roof over their heads. Check this out. This project isn't about serving meals. It's about restoring dignity through human connection. 
we go out there, I really encourage all of our volunteers to make eye contact, to connect with the people that we're serving, letting them know that we love them, we see them, and that we made this homemade meal just for them. I really wanted to restore dignity and serve them plant-based meals that I would be proud to give a friend or a family member. In 2019, I started the Martha Project, a nonprofit organization that feeds plant-based meals in eco-friendly packaging to the houseless community of Los Angeles. I named it after my grandma, Martha Ann, because she was always helping support other members of the community and feeding everyone and expressing her love through food. She always used to play with me in the kitchen. We do early palate development. How does this thing taste when we add salt? How does it taste after we add heat? She had a gorgeous garden there, which we were involved with planting and harvesting. So it was always a really fun way for us to just play with vegetables as kids. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. We are here with the amazing Nicole Dershway. She is the winner of Peeled, the vegan cooking competition show that is streaming on Unchained TV. She is also starting a vegan locks company. Uh, Nicole, how do you do it all? You know, I take really good care of myself in between. Like I, I, I do these like really big work pushes and then I unwind. Um, and, you know, a, a big part of that has been uh, vegan, eco-friendly travel for me, you know, just like resourcing myself, going out into the world, like taking care of myself, self-care, meditating, breathing, yoga. Um, and I, I love to take breaks and actually leave the intensity of L.A. and the city and just go resource myself abroad which actually leads me to this other project that I totally forgot to mention to you, Jane. I, I shot a pilot and I'm gonna be shopping my own TV show this year, uh, which is an entirely vegan, eco-friendly travel show um, that highlights compassionate lifestyle and living. What? Oh my gosh, you're doing all of this? This woman is absolutely incredible. Okay, I, I think it, I just want to show you what she did on Peeled. Absolutely extraordinary. This is the vegan cooking competition show, the world's first all vegan show, cast and crew. Even the people who were moving the cameras around were vegan. This is 100% vegan, never happened before in terms of a cooking competition show. Check this out. Peeled the world's first and only 100% vegan cooking competition show. Four of the world's top vegan chefs endure three rounds of brutal challenges as their culinary limits are tested. Three, two, one. Our panel of celebrity vegan judges don't hold back. The bar is going to be extremely high for me. Who will snatch the coveted title of hottest vegan chef? Find out on Peeled. Yes, you can watch it on Unchained TV, our global streaming network to encourage the plant-based lifestyle, to fight climate change, to make people healthier and happier. It is a joyous way of living. Nicole, the essence of Peeled was not that some people won and some people lost, was that it's so much fun to be vegan. Yeah. How are we going to change that narrative? Because whoever frames the debate wins the debate. And, you know, the bad guys who are contributing to climate change, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, human world hunger, drought, water pollution, human disease, pandemics, antibiotic resistance. They're trying to paint the vegan lifestyle as somehow a sacrifice. What is your message 
And how did you get that through in Peeled? You know, my message is that plant-based living, vegan lifestyle is an option where everybody wins. And you as the individual that participates always comes out ahead. I don't believe in lack or missing out. And I love showing that not only can we indulge in everything that we grew up eating, all the treats and the goodies that we want, we can do it without harming the planet. We can do it with less harm to our body. So for me, this plant-based lifestyle and the narrative that I was pushing through while I was on the Peeled show is like, this is a win-win-win. Not only do I feel better and look better, I'm taking care of the animals and I'm taking care of the planet. And I'm not missing out on anything. I'm making decadent bread puddings. I am making uh, my talkie steak and potato dinners. I am making food that people would just, you know, stand in line for and pay top dollar for. There is so much decadence and deliciousness. And that's what this vegan lifestyle is. It's decadent. It's delicious. It's, it's, it's an upgrade to whatever the traditional trajectory that, that, you know, especially here in America, we grew up with. It's an upgrade. So I want to hone in on your vegan locks company. Uh, the video is absolutely extraordinary. I can't wait till you open because sure, everybody loves a bagel with locks and a schmear. So we yeah. can have vegan cream cheese. I've got some in my fridge right now. We certainly can have vegan bagels, but you've added this <laughs> missing piece of the puzzle, which it looks like locks. And you're telling me it tastes like locks. It tastes like locks. Yeah. And, you know, it's been so amazing. I've had so many high end clients in the Palisades in Malibu that I've been catering for for the past five years who have had the exclusive first taste rights to this brand. And there's been so many parties where my host is vegan. So they hired me, of course, the vegan chef, but not necessarily all the guests coming through are. And I put this dish out and people come by the buffet table, they grab it, they pop it in their mouth and they're like, ooh, salmon. And they just walk off. They have no clue. Even their hands smell like salmon afterwards. I mean, that's how convincing this is. How do you do it? Where do you get the fishy taste? Well, I can't tell all my secrets, but you know, of course we're using some sea vegetables to infuse that brininess. And um, you know, it really comes through and it also adds you know, a really healthy dose of um, iodine to the dish. So it's nice. You know, we need a little bit, um, you know, for the longest time, people were using iodized sea salt or iodized salts. When we switched to sea salt, we weren't getting that. And it just really helps uh, protect the thyroid. So we've got a couple of callers. We're going to start with Lisa in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for Nicole Dishway, winner of Peeled. Lisa, your question, dear. All right, we're going to go to Nyla Farr. Nyla Farr, your question or thought? Hi, um, I have watched the show Unpeeled, and it was a lot of fun, and I have shared it with friends and colleagues. And um, my question to you is you're obviously doing quite a bit, and um, you said that you do take time out to relax, but I just don't know how you can do so much. So. Can you uh, run us through uh, a typical day of yours that <laughs> probably starts very early and um, ends very late? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. You know, my days actually don't end that late. And I think that's my secret. I am in bed by nine and I am passed out by 930. I do wake up super early. I'm just on this natural kind of thing where I automatically wake up around five. I usually read, I meditate and I go get some movement in. 
And then, you know, I'm in front of my computer by at least nine o'clock most days. Uh, I take a lunch break uh, and, and, I, and I'll do, I will do a meditation. Meditation has been such a big part of me resourcing myself and grounding um, through meditation and through breath work. Um, yeah, and then I, I, I kind of have this new self-care thing where it's a hard stop at five. Like I just, I stop I, and I unplug from the devices. I take breaks from my phone. Um, really just kind of detoxing digitally has really helped me. I don't watch TV in the evenings either, um, which is like really uh, kind of a bizarre thing for most people. If they come into my house, they don't even have a television. But this helps me just to ground my energy and stay focused on my mission. Well, uh, people are asking where they can buy your vegan locks. So let's get that question out of the way. Yeah. So right now it's by um, request only on the website, eatlovelocks.com. And um, you can go to the website. There's a get in contact where you can email me directly. We're still in the process of raising our seed money. So if there's anyone out there that thinks that they'd be a great investor and would like to have a percentage of the business, um, which has been already valued by professionals at a, a multi-billion dollar business, um, there's a lot of promise and excitement behind that. We would love to have you if you're, if you're interested. Um, but right now, they can go to the website and um, by, by special order request, they can email me and we will get in touch and send them out a package. All right, we got another caller, Michelle in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for Nicole Dershway, winner of Peel. Hi, Nicole. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Um, I have two questions. First of all, um, I love seafood and I love lox, or I used to before I became vegan. Why did you choose lox? as your first foray into vegan um, alternatives. And I'm really curious about your spirituality and your practice. Um, uh, what kind of meditation do you do and how long have you been practicing? Yeah, thank you so much. So for me too, like seafood was one of the things that I missed the most when I came over to the plant-based lifestyle. And I also noticed there was such a huge hole in the market when it comes to these seafood um, alternatives. There, there just didn't seem to be a lot of great alternatives out there. So uh, me getting in with this, uh, you know, smoked salmon replacement or alternative, like really felt like there was a big hole in the market and a big need for that. Uh, so there's that. As far as my spiritual practice, it's been very interesting. So I... Um, I had to really dive deep and get deep into that practice that started with Kundalini yoga. For me, uh, I, I actually, I grew up with narcolepsy, which is like a really rare autoimmune disease where you fall asleep out of nowhere. And I healed it almost entirely with my plant-based diet, which is unheard of. And a part of my story that I don't even get a chance to tell enough because it was actually debilitating at one point. Um, and diet cured like 80% of it. The rest of it came, came through with the Kundalini yoga, which really allowed me to meditate for the first time with movement because with narcolepsy, every time I would go meditate, I would fall asleep. So the Kundalini practice has so much um, breath work and movement that helps rewire the brain. And that was a big part of my practice. Now I just, you know what, I'm like on um, that insight timer. I'll just do like, I'll just pick any practice. I'll just pick like a 15 minute, 20 minute practice. It's not difficult um, for me to like just choose one that's guided. And um, it, it really helps me to do the guided work. But breath work has really helped me. Even, even some simple techniques like Wim Hof 
or um, heliotropic breath work have really, really been helpful part of my practice, combining the meditation with the breath work. We've got some more callers. Wow, everybody's interested. Lindsay and Tarzana, your question or thought? Yes. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate Nicole, as everyone has. I won't tie up too much time doing that. But I, ha- I want to say that I just, sorry, I just started watching Peeled, and I am intrigued. Uh, I'm learning so much as a fairly new, I, I wouldn't call myself a chef, but a vegan that cooks and likes to cook delicious food and learn more and more. So I'm so intrigued with the series. Um, but my question for Nicole is, um, were you previously a chef? And if so, how difficult was the transition to become a vegan chef? I know it's very challenging for some chefs. But I used to work in a, a college that also had a culinary school. So I would right. be interested to hear about that. Yeah, I would love to answer that question. Such a good question. So I, way before I became vegan, uh, went to the Cordon Bleu, which is not a vegan culinary school. It's a traditional French-rooted school, but it's highly acclaimed and accredited. And I had the privilege of studying there before I went vegan. So when I became vegan and started stepping into the vegan culinary world, I had this knowledge that I could just apply and kind of map onto vegetables. So for me... It was like such a blessing that I had all these kind of old, like tested and true, like kind of historical techniques that I just mapped on top top of the vegetables. It gave me a competitive edge, Um, you know, and I didn't get too stuck in my thinking or stuck in the box. Like I literally have taken techniques that I learned at the Cordon Bleu, ways that we treat uh, meat um, to prep it. And I have just gotten rid of the animal products and applied those same techniques to vegetables and come out with incredible things. Like I have a cauliflower conserva. I have a smoked mushroom steak. I have a lot of techniques that we used to use on animal products that I've applied to vegetables and come out with, you know, dishes that just really blow people's minds. And for me, I'm kind of like, it was easy. I just kind of swapped stuff out. <laughs> All right, Sarah in Atlanta, your question or thought for Nicole DeShway. Hi, my question is, when you were doing the show Peeled, and were you actually interacting with any of the other contestants? And if yes, were they asking you questions or making comments? Or, you know, I'm just trying to see, like, what was your experience with, like, people that are pre-vegan and haven't made the connection? And do you think because you're vegan, that's why you won the show so that it's like something to show what's happening in the future? Yeah. So all the chefs that were on the show were also vegan and also vegan chefs because everyone that touched this show, including behind the camera, everybody was was vegan. Um, The interaction in between the competition uh, pieces was really super friendly. Like, you know, we we would hang out offset. We all got dinner like in the evenings once we wrapped. Um, me and the other two girls, we like hung out by the pool after the first day of shooting and just like unwind together and talked about our journeys. Uh, it really was like a loving like family project. Even after the final show, like when, when I won, I took, I took my competitors out to dinner that night to celebrate an incredible vegan restaurant in town. So it was a really beautiful, like sportsman-like kind of love fest. I love that because so many of the other competitions are about humiliating the losers. And we 
as vegans are a win-win uh, tribe. In other words, for me to eat, you don't have to die. For me to win, you don't have to lose. For me to be happy, no animal has to suffer, no person has to suffer. Um, So I I think it was really great that you were able to do a competition show, but nobody was humiliated. Everybody had fun. Everybody came away a winner in one way, shape, or form. Now, I want to talk a little bit about um, your book. Yes, guess what, everybody? On top of doing Peeled, on top of starting her own vegan locks company, she also has a book out. Tell us about the vegan ketogenic diet. So this is an incredible book. This is my first book. I co-authored it with uh, Whitney Lartson, and this is an entirely vegan ketogenic uh, solution. Um, there's so many people that got interested in keto and even vegans that straight at first trying to um, give keto a shot. I really wanted to prove that that's so not necessary. You can be completely ketogenic and do it entirely with plants. And not only is that better for the animals, it's a million times healthier for you and for your body to do ketogenic with vegetables. This is incredible at helping the body recover. People um, can shed, shed excess weight. Anybody suffering from an inflammatory disease or trying, you know, trying to get even cancer under control, this can be super helpful. Um, I've spoken on the prostate cancer awareness uh, board. I have helped nurses working to help reverse Alzheimer's with this way of eating. So uh, it's just, it's just, and health has been such a passion for me. I know we've talked about it before, Jane, but like the Martha Project, my grandma is the reason why I became vegan because I helped her um, in her three different battles with cancer. And that led me to a body of research that pointed me towards a vegan lifestyle to help support her in her healing. Wow. And this is a video of the Martha Project at work. The amount of work that goes into this, I mean, basically, if I can make coffee and toast without setting my kitchen on fire, I'm like considered, I consider myself a winner. There's your grandma with her friends. And she was the inspiration behind so much of what you're doing. Um, This Martha project that cooks up fabulous vegan food, gourmet food, and feeds it to people who are struggling out there on the streets of Los Angeles is just so, so absolutely incredible. I just can't even believe that you have time for doing that. Uh, given that you are starting your own company, you just entered and won Peeled, the vegan cooking competition show, and you've written a book that you have to promote. My mind is completely blown, Nicole. Thank you, Jane. (laughs) You know, I'm always like, well, we all got 24 hours in the day, you know, and, and a limited amount of time here. So like, just make it work and keep it in balance. But, um, you know, really focusing for me on what my passion is and what my life purpose is and really just targeting those projects that matter, uh, has been super helpful for me and not, not taking on, you know, stuff that my full heart isn't into has allowed me to push forward these things that really matter to me. 
Well, we are going to take a very short break on Voice America Radio, but we're staying live on Unchained TV. And this is my opportunity to tell you that you can watch Peeled, the vegan cooking competition show on Unchained TV, which is our free streaming network. It is 100% free. It is nonprofit. And it's simply um, our way of trying to offer people out there a portal, a portal to a new way of living. There are more than a thousand videos on Unchained TV, including reality TV show, cooking series, and documentaries. And I got to tell you, now we've just upgraded. You can text any video to a friend. So if you have a friend who says, you know, oh, I don't like that vegan stuff, you can text them. Uh, videos about health if they're pre-diabetic. You can text them videos about uh, reducing your risk of cancer. You can text them videos that show the suffering of animals and how you can be part of the solution to climate change, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction. Again, any video can be put up now on social media and um, sent to your friends with the touch of a button. So please check out Unchained TV. We're going to take a short break and we're going to be back with Nicole Display. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week connect with us and we'll connect with you the voice america talk radio network is on linkedin get the first word about happenings with the network where our next live event will be and what's up with our hosts look up voice america on linkedin we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel Welcome back to Unchained TV on Voice America Radio. I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and you are now re-entering a portal to a transformative way of living. 
talking to the one and only Nicole Dershway. And honestly, it's really hard to keep up with all the things she's doing. She's written this extraordinary book with her friend, Whitney Lordson, uh, called Vegan Ketogenic Diet. She has won the vegan cooking competition, Peeled. Oh, my gosh. And she is also helping those who are out in the cold by giving them incredible vegan food with um, a an organization. I don't know if it's an official nonprofit. Maybe it is, but yes. it's called the Martha Project, which just in and of itself would have been amazing to uh, achieve. Just that alone, much less doing a vegan cooking competition, starting your own locks company, writing a book. So let's take a look at uh, the Martha Project and talk about that on the other side, as well as this idea of vegan ketogenic. This project isn't about serving meals. It's about restoring dignity through human connection. When we go out there, I really encourage all of our volunteers to make eye contact, to connect with the people that we're serving, letting them know that we love them, we see them, and that we made this homemade meal just for them. I really wanted to restore dignity and serve them plant-based meals that I would be proud to give a friend or a family member. In 2019, I started the Martha Project, a nonprofit organization that feeds plant-based meals in eco-friendly packaging to the houseless community of Los Angeles. I named it after my grandma, Martha Ann, because she was always helping support other members of the community and feeding everyone and expressing her love through food. She always used to play with me in the kitchen. We do early palate development. How does this thing taste when we add salt? How does it taste after we add heat? She had a gorgeous garden there, which we were involved with planting and harvesting. So it was always a really fun way for us to just play with vegetables as kids. Wow. And, and you get all these people together. You cook all this incredibly delicious food. And then how do you distribute it to folks who are really suffering? I mean, we've had a deluge of rain uh, here in California that it's it's I mean, I'm wearing boots up to my knees to go outside. Uh, that's how bad it is. So tell us about that. Yeah. So, I mean, you had a question earlier. We are an official 5031C. We are an official nonprofit. So all donations are tax deductible. Um, first of all, just to answer that question, the way that we handle the handout is what really differentiates us and makes us special. When the volunteers load out, we go directly into the streets, directly to the encampments, to the parks and hand deliver it. And you can see in the video, all these tents we go because Many of them don't have the resources to figure out where food is being handed out or, or, or transportation or they're suffering from mobility issues. So we really just do direct contact. We go directly into the streets. We find where the encampments are and we hand deliver with love directly to the doors of their tents. And what you were saying is it's about the food, but it's about so much more yeah. that a lot of these folks um, are feeling dehumanized. Uh, they are out there on the streets. Uh, life has become more complicated. Sometimes they're with their companion animals. And there have been many cases, we were just talking about this the other day, where people have to choose between having a roof over their heads or having their dog. Because there's so many places that don't accept dogs. And um, people lose their jobs. I see it on a daily basis 
walking around people who are literally, you can tell they're living in their cars. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, they're living in their cars because they lost their apartment and mm -hmm. they can't afford an apartment. And the, the rents are so, as somebody said, who was running for mayor in New York, because it's a national problem. The rents are too damn high. Uh, you remember that was his slogan when he ran for mayor unsuccessfully. But uh, tell me what the impact is emotionally when you give this food to people and the way you give it to them. Yeah. So, I mean, we've heard time and time again for the people on the streets. They're like, you know, they can handle the challenges of being houselessness. It's being an invisible human. That is the painful thing that makes many of them feel like they don't know if they can go on. And the emotional impact many times when we say, hey, we've been thinking about you guys all week. We've been raising money and we cooked this from scratch. We love you. You're on our heart. It was so many times, it was just so many tears fall. They feel like they've been forgotten and left behind. And here comes this group saying, we didn't forget about you. We love you. Thank you for being here. Your life matters. And you're just met with so much tears and gratitude. And it's just that pain of being so unseen for so long. And then someone comes to see you. It's just, you know, it's just like a burst of emotion that comes out. And there's so much gratitude and love and appreciation for our presence and also that we cared enough to make them something beautiful and dignified. So many times they're just being served the food that none of us would ever touch or eat, stuff that's just being thrown away. And we're giving them this loving food that is reminding them of their worthiness. And that has been really healing. Um, you bring in so many important points. You know, there's a sense amongst those who are skeptical of the vegan movement that Somehow we only care about animals, which is so far from the truth. Yeah. Um, it, it, it kind of infuriates me, but then I try to calm down and just, just try to explain to people that I care about children. I care about children who are suffering from malnutrition and hunger right now in a third world country because uh, the developed world is using most of the resources and you can quibble about the numbers. Is it two pounds of grain? Is it 15? Is it 25? Depending on the type of meat you're producing. But we know that meat and dairy are the most inefficient food source because obviously these animals are eating. And if you fed the food directly to people, we could combat world hunger. 80% or more of all soy produced is fed to farmed animals. Okay. I had edamame the other night for dinner. That food, that soy could be fed to children who are suffering. And so there is this connection between veganism and compassion for all beings. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I think vegans are some of the most compassionate people in the world. Uh, and I, honestly, I think the whole world is pre-vegan, even the ones that aren't vegan. Because if you really think about a child that's born, somebody who has an innocent heart, Everybody has vegan morals. Nobody wants to cause pain and suffering. It's just that vegans are living a lifestyle that's in alignment with their moral values. And when you're not vegan yet, you either don't know or you're not living in alignment with what your true morality is, what really feels good. And, and compassion feels really good. And I care about humans. And I understand that if humans are not able to take care of their basic needs, 
they're going to go into survival and survival means eating whatever's put in front of them and whatever they have. And if I can give them a plant-based meal and if the vegans are the ones doing the street missions and the ones that are showing all the compassion, then there's a chance when that person gets stronger and they get on their feet that they're going to be much more open and curious about this lifestyle that helps sustain their life when they were in a time of need. We've got another caller, Kim from Culver City, California. Your question or thought for Nicole Deshway, winner of Peeled. Hi, thank you. Um, Nicole, I don't expect you to remember me, but I had the pleasure of volunteering one time with you you and your uh, crew. And yeah, it was just so fulfilling putting all those boxes and boxes of to-go containers and packing them up in the all the volunteers, cars and trucks and vans. I love doing that. And, and thank you for doing that. And I hope you do more of it. And I hope I can volunteer again sometime. Um, but besides that, I was wondering, a really close friend, uh, person to me has arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. And I was wondering what you've heard about, um, you know, the vegan diet or the ketogenic diet, um, regarding arthritis, if you know anything about that. Yeah. First of all, Kim, thank you so much for volunteering. I, I've had so many volunteers, but I think I actually do remember you and I'm, <laughs> thank you for calling in and thank you for supporting oh, thank the you. and your service. Yeah. And then regarding the arthritis, um, doing, doing a plant-based keto, um, would be incredible, uh, because, uh, arthritis really is an inflammatory, uh, situation where you want to get the inflammation down. So I would suggest doing a vegan keto, um, for her and I would do that by and, and, I, and I would take it one step further I would avoid nightshades which is going to be kind of a fringe comment for some people but nightshades are things that have those darker skins um, there's a chemical in them that can be inflammatory so like avoiding tomatoes eggplants red peppers those kinds of things um, would, would also be really supportive great question now uh, I want to also talk about um, the whole issue of weight loss and keto because here jennifer comments i love being vegan my only challenge is weight control but it's worth it so here's the dilemma okay when i first went vegan uh i guess it's 26 years ago i wish i had my vegan date the way i have my sobriety date i'm 27 years sober one day at a time knock on wood uh, but uh, there, I'd go into a vegan restaurant. I was the only one there. You know, I knew everybody. Now I can't get a table. I love it. But um, there weren't very many options. So you ended up eating healthier, you know, brown rice, kale. Now you could go and have a vegan milkshake, a vegan burger, a vegan ribs. Uh, that's great because people say, what do you eat, grass? Oh, no, no. You can have anything you want. However... It's a dilemma because, you know, I found myself, uh, wow, that, that's pretty fattening. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, Jane, I can totally relate. Like I, when I first went vegan, you know, there wasn't all these options and donuts are my Achilles heel and there's vegan donuts everywhere. It used to be like, you're lucky if you found a vegan donut. Now it's just like everywhere you go, which is incredible. Now, the, the thing that you would want to do is like, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's, if it's vegan, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not processed and a sometimes treat. You don't want to go have a vegan donut all the time just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's a bowl of berries. Okay. So, um, you know, and I think of anybody who's challenged with the weight control, eating the least amount of processed foods as possible, going back to the whole foods, plant-based diet, uh, eating more whole foods and vegetables, which is going to fill you up because it's full of fiber. 
it's not processed. And that fiber is going to give you some sustained satiation and is taking up more space in your belly and is lower calorically. So like, you know, really focusing on those whole foods. And I do think that there is some, um, some value in understanding what your blood type is and understanding the nutrients that you might uh, want to focus on for that blood type. Some bloods need like more iron, like me, for example, O positive. So I eat a lot of lentils and dark greens. So understanding these more nuances to fine tune your plant-based diet, especially when you're moving out of your thirties into the next chapter of life, I think it can be really supportive and helpful. So I want to ask you, um, about the Alzheimer's issue. Again, I want to say, people, I'm not a doctor and neither is Nicole. However, uh, there was an article I read just yesterday that said, oh, a new study has shown that uh, if you want to prevent having Alzheimer's or dementia, uh, those types of diseases, eating a lot of vegetables is lowering your risk. And I went, of course, this is me as just a person who's been in the vegan space for uh, decades now. Um, of course it does, because when your body gets clogged with cholesterol, okay, which comes from animal products, that is, even the American Heart Association admit it, admits it, that is uh, what clogs your arteries in the form of plaque. And um, that can lead to heart disease, America's leading killer, pandemics aside. Okay, well, what somebody explained to me is that it's systemic in the whole body. It doesn't just clog the arteries to your heart. They're big arteries, and that's the one that kills you. But erectile dysfunction, the vessels in the penis are more narrow than um, the um, vessels in the heart. So it's systemic, and, and actually erectile dysfunction can be a precursor of heart disease. And then I've heard that there's studies showing, wow, there's vessels in the brain too that can get clogged up. Yes. So can you elaborate? And again, I say it with the understanding that we are not doctors and we're not making any claims of any cures. We're just talking about the fact that articles are coming up that eating a lot of vegetables prevents a whole lot of problems and will lower your risk of getting many preventable diseases and it turns out that um, it will lower your risk of having those kinds of diseases as well, according to the study I read. Yeah, Jane, I mean, you make up such, such a good point. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the saturated fat and the cholesterol that's found in these animal products are gunking up our whole system. And then, you know, when we start adding processed sugars and dyes and preservatives, I mean, we're just putting in more toxicity than the body can naturally process. And that's why we're coming into these diseases. And it's like we've all known since we were kids, eat your vegetables. Like that's where, like when you're sick, when you're not well. So eating vegetables all the time sustains wellness. It's full of all these micronutrients, photonutrients from, from photosynthesis, from the sun and mixing with the plants. And they're full of iron and like these essential vitamins and fiber that promote optimal function, allowing the blood to flow freely and oxygenate the entire body, including the brain. Circulation is so essential to overall health. Anything you can do to support circulation is so important. Eating tons of vegetables and citrus keeps the blood thin and moving. 
moving the body, getting a little bit of cardio in and movement, even if it's a 20 minute walk also supports that. So these are just, you know, back to basics things, you know, and, and, and everybody is just looking for a quick, fast cure or so ready to pop a pill when really nature has provided the perfect antidote for everything that's ailing us. All we have to do is come back to nature. Now, uh, keto sometimes appears to a lot of people as being sort of a restrictive, you know, diet. It's also been very associated with meat, like a high protein in, in my mind anyway. So I'm really excited that you wrote this book that says you can be on keto and you can be 100% vegan and you have tons of recipes. But um, when it comes to keto, what, what would be an example of a sumptuous meal that doesn't have that typical sort of keto uh, sense of, oh, this is going to be just really dry stuff. Yeah. I mean, so you see on the cover, we made a completely like really beautiful Buddha bowl, which is so fun, you know, but there's like incredible things that I have in this book. I have curries. I have taco night. I have a pasta dishes. There are crab cakes that I swear to you put out and it's like the most decadent thing. It's like, how can I be eating a crab cake right now? Can I interrupt and just ask you, cause I have a follow-up. Like if yeah. I look at this, I don't really know why is it ketogenic? It just looks like a bowl of vegetables. Yeah. So it's ketogenic because it's a, uh, it's low glycemic. So these are vegetables that are what is glycemic. Glycemic is the sugar index in in a, a in a in a food. So, like white white bread has a high glycemic index. It's going to spike your insulin when you eat it, and that's what you don't want. To. You don't want to spike it. So, you want to eat low sugar. Um, so, all the vegetables and and fruits that are included in this book are low in sugar. All the products are low in sugar, low in carbohydrates. Um, so, you know. We, in this book, we don't eat white rice because that would spike our blood sugar levels. And well, what if, I, I'm really so curious, so I apologize. We only have a couple of seconds, but what makes white rice spike your glycemic level, but I guess brown rice doesn't? Yes, because um, the brown rice has more fiber. Part of the husk is still intact, and in some cases, all of it. A lot of white rice is stripped from that. So it doesn't have as much fiber. So when the body digests it, uh, you know, it, is, it just converts in the body into sugar. And so you get that spike. Whereas when you're combining it with a, like a brown rice, it's a whole grain brown rice. It has uh, part of the husk still intact. It has more fiber. And um, it doesn't spike your insulin. It's like slower to, to digest and the, and the body, you know, can break it down uh, in a way that doesn't create that spike and crash. So... Um, we've got about four minutes left. What is the difference between eating a whole food plant-based diet and a ketogenic diet? Because they're starting to sound very similar to me. I always aim for a whole food plant-based diet, uh, but uh, I maybe even accidentally eating a keto diet without knowing it. That happens all the time. People are like, oh, wow, I was already eating that keto. So um, when you're doing a whole food plant-based, that's amazing. And that, that's, that's just kind of what it says. It's all plants. It's whole foods. It's staying away from the processed things. But that could still include a lot of grain. When you're doing it with keto, um, you're going to reduce – you're not going to be having a bunch of grains. Like we have cauliflower rice instead. We have zucchini noodles. So we're replacing like even the grains with, with, with vegetables. And another thing that we're not doing when we're doing um, the vegan keto is to keep the blood sugars down. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of like fruits because they 
fruits are delicious and incredible, but if you want to get the body into keto, you have to lower your sugar intake. So in the keto diet, there's a lot of berries. Um, there's also citrus, but there's not the high glycemic fruits like banana and pineapple, which have a lot more of naturally occurring sugars in them. And oh, okay. That's interesting because of yeah. course, of course, I like all the fruits that have a high level of sugar in them. I think I eat a banana a day at least. Well, and then bananas are good for you. I'm not going to kaput any of those things. It's just that if you are trying to get the body into keto, you do have to avoid, you know, those higher uh, glycemic index fruits. And, and you know, for me, I don't care because I love berries. So I'll just focus on berries for a little bit. And you know, for some people, they eat this way all the time. For me, I come in and out of keto. I'll do it sometimes when I'm training really hard and, uh, you know, trying to like really like hone in my mental focus. And then I love to come off and I like to go to a local bakery and like get some sourdough. So I, it's all about balance. It is. I mean, this is so extraordinary. If people want to invest in your company, where do they go? Um, I, I would very much like to, to know and to be able to tell people where can they go if they want to invest in your vegan locks company. They can go right to eatlovelocks.com, right to the website. There is a get in contact button. They can email me directly. Me and my assistant, Holly, are the ones that are taking in all of the emails and inquiries. And so they can go right to the website and um, we will set up a call. Boy, I'm getting hungry just looking at that. <laughs> A video. Love locks. I love it. And then it was something that was a play on eat, pray, love. It was eat, locks, love. Were you doing an intentional uh, sort of takeoff or variation on eat, pray, love, one of the most successful books ever? Yeah, it's incredible. I definitely thought about that when we came up with it. You know, and initially it was uh, just love locks. And I was able to get that that uh, name like secured for the actual brand. But as far as websites, um, Love Locks alone was just taken. But Eat Love Locks was was open, and I was like, oh my gosh, it totally is Eat Pray Love, and it's a uh, Eat Love Locks is incredible too because it's action. It's like eat this, <laughs> like don't just have them eat it. <laughs> We've got a twenty second question. We're almost out of time. Does vegan keto have the same risks as carnistic keto, such as kidney stones? Absolutely not. Because you're eating with, uh, you're eating so many vegetables, you're eating no animal products, it actually helps thin the blood and increase circulation. So you don't have any of the crazy risks and carcinogenics that are associated with traditional keto where people are eating primarily meat and cheese, which is actually really dangerous. Wow. Okay. We are out of time officially, but it has been such a delight and a pleasure. I've learned so much. I'm inspired to go in there and just whip out some kale as soon as this is over. Thank you so much. My gosh, Nicole Dershway, really, really amazing. Uh, and please download Unchained TV on your phone. Get started. It's a portal to a whole new way of living. See you next time here on Unchained TV. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.